bonus. Brought it to him. Hey, everybody, and welcome to All Pacers, a podcast by Pacers fans and for Pacers fans. As always, I am Jeremy, and I'm joined by Jack and Breezy. How are you guys doing today? Good. Splendid. Breezy, you got some uh, food there getting cold. Yeah, it is. Uh, you wanted to wait for the podcast to eat it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to wait for the podcast to eat it. Uh, Rio had some uh, <laughs> burrito ingredients, so I thought that she, or she offered to make me one, so or that I could make some burritos. <laughs> it's good. Well, once you're done chewing that bite, why don't you go ahead and give us the stat of the day so you can get on to eating those. Mm. Wow, what a fan. The bean dip. The bean dip's yeah, really v- good. Very good. Oh, mm-hmm. you're eating the jackfruit? No, I didn't put... Oh, okay. Or, um, the chicken salad your mother made, apparently, is on there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's okay? Uh, I like it. It's oh, good. okay. Cool. But I'll eat anything, you know. Yeah. <laughs> jackfruit... Napkins covered in ketchup, anything. And honey mustard. Carrots and salsa. Well, those carrots and salsa were good, I tell you what. Oh, there's baseball on the TV right now. We're on SportsCenter. We're waiting for uh, Kyle Mangus's Men of Mackey game here at 7 p.m. on Friday. We're, it's 6.30 right now. So you remember the Kyle Mangus interview that we did. Yeah, it was real good. I was glad that he stopped by and talked to us. <laughs> Do you not want to do the stat of the day or is something No, I have stat of the you? day. I'm just saying what's going on so people have a frame of reference. Um, The stat of the day. Okay. Do you guys know where you were March 3rd, 1972? <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to go with not born yet. Yeah, same. Not born yet. You're sure you were not born yet? No. Okay. Well, I was in Indianapolis watching the Pacers <laughs> take on the mighty 76ers. This is back when they had Julius Irving, the 76ers, oh, yeah. not the Pacers. Wait, did you already deliver Reggie Theus? Or have you? Yes, he had been born okay. for quite some time because <laughs> he came into the league in like 78 or 9, I think. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that was back in the early 60s, back in <laughs> the day. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing work trying to integrate hospitals. You still haven't convinced me you want to do the stat. <laughs> I want to do the stat. March 3rd, 1972. Well, just a quick recap. Uh, Reggie Theus was the stat of the day a few weeks ago. Right, yes. You for have to follow along. Our, yeah. For our loyal, loyal listeners, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, a few weeks ago, Reggie Theus was the stat because I used to always think it would be cool if him and Reggie Miller played together. Which they never did. They never Unfortunately. did. Unfortunately. There's still time, I guess, though. But in this game, our boy, John McManus, put up a whopping 27, 8, and 9 against the New Jersey Nets in 1972. Wait a second. You said the mighty Philadelphia 76ers. Or the 76ers, sorry. Okay. Or not the 70s, the Nets. They were playing the Nets because they had Julius Irving. All right. The Pacers <laughs> played the Nets. Our boy, John McManus. I just found him on this game. And, uh, yeah, 27 points. He shot 12 of 18, 3 of 3 at the free throw line. So maybe he had three on ones. I can't quite remember this game. My memory has gone oh, cloudy. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, 
great game by our boy John. All right, well, thank you for that Face, stat, Breezy. Pacers legend. <laughs> Why are you let, acting so coy about my stat? We'll let you get to those burritos, which, if I may say, bold move not folding either end and still picking I don't know how to do it, honestly. I don't know how to do it. Yet. Yeah, we'll go out. We'll we'll get into it after the pod. You know what, Austin? I'll teach you how to fold a burrito if you teach me this compressor that I pulled up later. You pulled up a compressor? Yeah. Is it that thing in the top? Oh, my goodness. It's I know. It's a little high tech. Yeah, we'll work with it. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on past that because in the middle of the pod is not the time <laughs> to be doing things with a compressor. Not at all. What about eating? Is is the middle of the podcast a good time to eat? Also, no. We're getting <laughs> middle and end. Who would have thought? Uh, Jack, let's move on to some Pacers news. Uh, the big news, I believe, from the week is the announcement of the coaching staff. Yes. So we got we already knew Rick Carlisle. We already knew Lloyd Pierce. They filled out the staff with Ronald Noread, Ginny Buchek, and Mark Weiner or Weinar, I believe is how his name is actually said. Let's say Weinar. Yeah, we'll say Weiner. That's what I would say my name is pronounced as if that was my last name. Hey, it could be German. It could be Weiner. Weiner. True. That's also true. I think it's Weiner. Uh, Buchek and <laughs> Weiner join Carlisle from the Mavs. Uh, tons of coaching experience in this staff. It's really exciting. Yeah. Um, the first thing I want to point out, I think Lloyd Pierce was hired last week when we did the podcast. Yeah, but he was already hired. Okay. We didn't talk about this, though. You you have to assume he's joining because of his deep-rooted hatred towards Nate McMillan. We did talk about this, and you said that. Oh, really? So good recall. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Way to go. I think I was yeah, I remember talking about this, too, and I wasn't here last week. Oh, okay. Well, then... Uh, this that's, was two weeks ago. Well, that's all I have. I mean, um, unless you want to talk about Gennaro Pargo. What if we talk about former head coach Jenny Buchek? She was the head coach of the Seattle Storm, so there's a former head coach. Oh. Two former head coaches on the staff now joining Lloyd Pierce. Cool. Where Do you know where Ronald Norred is from? Uh, Yeah. Hang on a second. I, Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, but he has a bigger history than that, and I want to tell you accurately all of it because it's pretty interesting. So let me pull this up real quick. Oh, he went to Butler. I'm that's not, that's I, not all. I don't want to give away too much because I know you have the whole. He didn't just go to Butler. He went to Brownsburg High School here in Indiana. Oh. Then went to Butler, worked his way up through the G League, became the head coach of the Long Island Nets, and then has been with an assistant with Charlotte for the past few years. So he he's really worked his way up through the ranks. He started as a coach at Brownsburg too, which is really cool. That is cool. Hey, Indiana guy, right there. Yep. Um, good for him for getting this spot on this uh, bench. I like our coaching staff. Yeah. I We're mean, just missing Bill Bano. <laughs> Is there any chance we get Bill Bano or Popeye Jones? No. And no. Dang. But as you said, Gennaro Pargo, he'll be on the second row of the bench uh, as an assistant in some capacity. We don't know the full row. We haven't seen it announced by the Pacers yet, but we've seen it reported, and his Wikipedia is somehow already updated. Oh. <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Wow, yeah. So he's expected. I do have an autographed Gennaro Pargo basketball card. I can't tell you if it's a rookie or not. I can't remember. But maybe I'll get him to sign it again. The, hey, Austin, you know this. Do double autographed cards go up in value? They ought to. I mean, if one autograph makes it go up, why wouldn't a second? It's like... Yeah, we'll make it happen. You know, when you buy... You go to McDonald's, or there's a Wendy's commercial on the TV right now. We'll use Wendy's as an example. 
if I bought a double cheeseburger, it would be more expensive than a single cheeseburger, right? Right. And I bought a triple, be more expensive than a double. So you hang on to that card, you keep getting Gennaro Pargo to sign it. Eventually, it'll be worth a Michael Jordan rookie card. <laughs> but then by that point, it'll probably just be all scribbles, and you won't even be able to tell. It'll just, like, the black Sharpie will just, like, cover up the whole card. It'll just be black on both sides. Yeah, maybe you should get a different color Sharpie for each time. Oh, that's a good idea. And then it'll just look like a rainbow. Yeah. If I run out of space, too, I can always glue it to a piece of paper, have more space for autographs right there. (laughs) (laughs) True. Well, in other Pacers news this week, they had two more workouts. The first one included Marcus Garrett from Kansas, A.J. Lawson from South Carolina, John Petty Jr. from Alabama, Eve Pons from Tennessee, Amir Sims from Clemson, and D.J. Stewart from Mississippi State. Jack, what do you know about these players? Well, uh, I think they all play for the SEC, so I don't know what the Pacers were on. Um, that is not correct. Who? who am- Kansas and Clemson. Oh, I didn't hear Kansas. Kansas was the first one, wasn't it? Clemson also. Oh, see, I thought Clemson was SEC. They're ACC, aren't they? Yeah. Okay, well, um, while I was doing that in my head, like tr- saying, oh, I think these are all SEC, I didn't listen to the names. <laughs> What is happening today? So I have this the next workout names, but I, I didn't even write down the first workout names. So sorry, if Austin heard you talk about that, I'll look it up. <laughs> I can just read them again. Yeah, go for it. Marcus Garrett, AJ okay. Lawson, John Petty Jr., Eve Pons, Amir Sims, and DJ Stewart. Okay. What do you think of these players? I don't think the Pacers are going to draft any of them. That's my thoughts. You don't know that, though. Okay, I don't, but I... This next workout that we're going to talk about is the guy who I think the Pacers will draft... Well, one of the two that we... Right, you complete, you're completely unfounded theory that they're going to draft this guy. <laughs> the other workout they had this week was Chris Duarte from Oregon, Sam Hauser, Virginia, Corey Kispert, Gonzaga, Cam Thomas, Louisiana State, Zaire Williams, Stanford, and McKinley Wright from Colorado. Yeah, I have uh, three guys from this that I, I want to say something about. First of all, Chris Duarte, Duarte um, he's 24-25, right? Yeah, he's, he's an old pick. I, I can't imagine the Pacers are going to pick him at 13 if there's a couple of 18, 19-year-olds or a 22-year-old no. available. Reminder, we have two second-round picks. We have two second Is Duarte going in the second, though? I thought he's going first round. He is. I'm just okay. reminding you. Okay. I Okay, so I just don't I don't think there's a, a chance that we draft him unless we move our spot, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, the, the real name that stands out – well, first of all, I do want to mention Zaire Williams. I do like him as a prospect. Yeah. I don't think the Pacers are getting him. I don't think he'll fall to 13. Um, there's a chance, just a hunch. I think Corey Kispert, all signs are point, pointing towards the Pacers letting Doug McDermott walk, sign somewhere else for however much he's going to get, and fill that role with someone with an exact uh, exact replica of his hairstyle, Doug McDermott's hairstyle, and who can roll around on a screen, catch that Demonis Sabonis pass, um, and hit a top-of-the-three three-pointer. I, I just feel like the stars are aligning for this, Jeremy. Here, here's the problem with your theory. If you have the 13th pick in the draft, you don't say, yeah, I really want to draft the next Doug McDermott. Why? Because you want to draft the next all-star. You don't want a Doug McDermott. You want to try and get the best possible player. Is Corey Kispert's, Michael Porter Jr. Is Corey Kispert's ceiling higher than Doug McDermott's ceiling? I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I the mean, Pacers see something that we don't. Doug McDermott doesn't really have much of a ceiling, so <laughs> I would say limitless. probably. I also don't watch college basketball. 
so I don't know anything about this guy. I, I did not like Corey Kispert in the final few games they played, but I think it was a fluke. Um, Like I said, well, we talked about this before the podcast, Jeremy. You said Wagner's probably still going to be available at this point. Yep. Who's a, you know, a typical Pacers pick at that spot. Well, I mean, I'm trying to talk myself into it. He is a wing guy. We do need wing depth, so it would help. So Corey Kispert. Yeah, but I like Franz Wagner more than Kispert. Really? Okay. Kispert was like the third or fourth most important guy on that Gonzaga team. Yeah. And he's also 22, right? I'm gonna. I'm looking this up for real. Um, he's 22 years old. Yeah, he's an old guy. He was born in the 90s. Yeah, I just feel like Kispert is a late teens pick, not not a early teens pick. That's just my feeling. I don't. I have no information on that. But but you got to replace Doug McDermott potentially. Again, Jeremy, he's weird, right here. Very weird take. <laughs> very weird take from you. <laughs> just seems like a Pacers pick. I can't tell you why. It just feels like a type of guy that they would pick at this point in the draft. And I've reported this. Yeah, because he's white. I haven't <laughs> I haven't reported this. I've seen this reported and said it on this podcast before that both McDermott and McConnell could get up to $10 million somewhere, depending on the sort of deal they want to take. It sounds like a lot of teams want McConnell right now. $10 million? That, yeah, up to 10 yeah. That, what that in could the, be the world? Value. Are there no point guards available? He's a backup. He's a six man, or I mean, second That's unit. That's not a six man. Second unit uh, point guard. Yeah, but how many backup point guards are worth ten million dollars? Probably a lot. No, no way. I feel like you're wrong on that. No backup, backup point guards worth ten million dollars. I think McConnell's getting five million a year. That seems reasonable. That's ten. what. That's. I again, think Doug McDermott's going to get I think Doug McDermott will get closer to 10 million than 5 million. Once a again, year. I said up to 10. I did not say McConnell's going to get 10 million dollars. <clears throat> I know, but the fact that it's being entertained is ridiculous. And again, I think you're underestimating how much backup point guards get paid in the NBA. You're also underestimating the Kings and help me out, give me another team. The Magic maybe. They'll they'll, they'll throw money at TJ McConnell, right? Yeah. The Cavaliers Will they? I don't know. No, I think McConnell's coming back. You do have to get up to 90% of the cap, so... That's true. He could get that J.J. Reddick contract. Which was what? Doesn't he get like $20 million every year for a one-year deal? Just so they can uh, teams can fill the salary? I don't know that he did last year. Oh, okay. Also, before that... He, he, he did, though. He's You're probably, right about that. Probably Philly. worth $20 million. He did nah, in Philly. Shoot, yeah. I don't know. Can't play defense. Liability, I'm telling you, man. He has shorter arms than his height. His wingspan is shorter than his height. Did you know that? There's are only you, a few are players. Are you still talking about TJ McConnell? No, JJ Redick. Did you know that? There's only a few players in the NBA with a negative wingspan. He's one of them. And he has negative wingspan. Yeah, he has a negative wingspan. Just found that out. So, 20 million for a negative wingspan? Come on. <laughs> yeah, but he can actually shoot the ball. Right. Also, this was years ago. Man, I don't even care if Yana if it came out Giannis had a negative wingspan, like I'd discredit his uh his ring. I mean, but that's that's a thing you just look at him, you're like, Oh, he definitely has a huge wingspan. Yeah, you're right. You know what they say about men with big wingspans. All right, moving on. Moving on. Jack, did you have any other Pacers news to wrap up the Pacers segment here? Uh let's see, what else did I write down? Um Oh, so there's been some reports that the Pacers have been active in trade talks with the thirteenth pick. 
Some some people have speculated they might move into the top ten. Others have said they might try to get out of the first round or out of the draft entirely. Jeremy, does any of that sound like a good idea to you? Because to me, I mean, I don't want to lose a first round pick this year unless I mean we could get a really good player, yeah, but we didn't get a first last year. Jeremy, what are your thoughts on this? I've been saying for months that we should trade our pick, and you know this. You you should know this. Okay. Getting a good player is more important than having a pick. So if you trade that and you get a player that's going to improve your team, that's better than drafting someone who might improve your team. So, yeah, you never know how good a, a guy in the draft's going to be. With the established NBA guy, you have an idea. So I think that's a better move. And we've gone over recent 13th draft picks too. And not bad, right? Wasn't it like Devin Booker, Kobe Bryant? Uh, I can't remember all of them, but it's like a ton of shooting guards over the years. Mm-hmm. Look. I like this pick. If we can move into top 10 and shave some cap space too, that'd be awesome. I don't know how that, like I haven't looked through all these trades. I know Austin's usually our trades guy, but uh, which Austin, if you ever get a chance yeah, hey, next I'm, week. I'm big on trades. Everybody, we need to encourage trade schools, electricians, <laughs> plumbers, other blue collar jobs. Which one, Which trade school did you go to, Austin? Prosser. <laughs> All right, so big on trades. Also, IBEW for life. Also, big on NBA trades. Yes, love them. Would you say you're more into electricity or NBA? Well, I couldn't enjoy the NBA without without electricity. So you do go to every Pacers game, though. Yeah, but they like there's an arena operated by. You don't think they take the roof off? Just do day games. If there's no such thing as electricity. Not if it was raining outside. <laughs> you could still just go to the game when it's not raining. I don't know. I mean, I guess they had like candles in the gym back it's when not, yeah, it's back not. when Dr. Naismith was rolling around. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I mean, first of all, they had electricity back then. When did electricity get invented? Wasn't it seventeen seventy six? Yes. Everything started in seventeen seventy six. All right, this isn't all dot history. Clearly, yeah, clearly. Death of Christ, 1776. And birth of Christ. (laughs) Guess how much Corey Joseph, backup point guard, made this year? Did he make $10 million? He made $12.6 million. That's ridiculous. And he will again next year. And that's ridiculous. And he can't even play. So if he can earn that much money, TJ McConnell's worth like 15, 16. How much value, how much more value does TJ McConnell bring to the NBA than someone like Monte Ellis, who's making $2.5 million? What? Because if he's bringing four times more. Wait. This is a terrible example. If Monta Ellis isn't in the NBA, let's so he's bringing negative is, value. Okay, then... Corey Joseph basically isn't in the NBA, so I think it's the same. Yeah, I mean, look, if TJ McConnell's bringing infinite more value than Monte Ellis, then is he a max player? I mean, you have to think this through. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to think anything through the way you think things through. <laughs> Just saying, man. It sounds like a really the weird logic's way to there, live. right, Austin? The logic's there. No, I I totally follow your logic here. Thank you, and I agree with it. But hey, also shout out Monte Ellis. We know you're listening. Um, we're we're ready for you to come onto the podcast whenever you're ready. Oh, Monte! I somebody posted the greatest Monte Ellis clip the other day on the NBA subreddit where 
he compared himself to Dwayne Wade, and he said, the only thing uh, I don't have that Dwayne Wade has is all the wins and all the accolades. (laughs) (laughs) So so every other player, basically. Is Dwayne Wade still getting paid by the NBA, though? Yeah, he works for the Jazz. He uh, yeah, he's a part owner. Oh. So technically, yes. Okay, well never mind then. <laughs> Terrible choice. <laughs> I honestly hey, didn't you, even think about that. You keep these just Look, awful takes. I'm just trying to here. prove that Monte Ellis is comparable to Dwayne Wade. I'm trying to back him up. We want him on the podcast, you guys. Let's support him a little bit. Yeah, let's just Monte, if you're out there, please call. Don't try and send an email. We know how difficult it is for you. <laughs> no, you're not a big typer. <laughs> Jeez. That's all the news I have. That's all the news you have? Yeah. That's all the news I have. So, uh, Well, real quick, I just want to vote. I vote the Pacers trade Miles Turner move into top 10. Jeremy, what's your vote? Uh, trade out of the draft. Okay, Austin, what's your vote? I will vote option C, just stay put. Okay. Interesting. We Stand have- pat. Yeah, all the options. If you can, if you can move one of Sabonis and Turner, do it. But uh, I, I think if you're gonna go get a pick, then go get one in the of the top five or six picks. Don't just like move to nine or something. You know, trade Turner to do that because I don't think it's worth it. You have to. The rumors swirling are it's seven, the Golden State pick. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, if they really like somebody there, maybe maybe, Mo- maybe Moses Moody's moving up. The Pacers really do like him. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. you just got to get up to get someone like that. Kai Jones. Maybe you're trying to replace Miles Turner right there. Yeah. N- no, he's dropping. So maybe they're, they're not sure here. Corey Kispert's going to fall to 13, so they have to get to seven. That's <laughs> definitely not a problem. Uh, we talked about this about a bit last week, but I've seen even more recently about how much teams love James Booknight, and he's keeps yeah he's going, moving up, he keeps moving up, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, but good for him. I'm excited for him. Yeah, I mean, it he's not going to fall to 13th now at this point. So definitely not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got anything else for news? Yeah, well, there was one big one bit of big news that the Milwaukee Bucks won the championship. Yeah, they did. If you didn't know that though, and you're listening to this podcast some strange turn of events happened and i would love to talk to you because i want to know how how you would find out this podcast exists without watching or (laughs) hearing about the nba finals yeah uh well first of all the world the nba world revolves around the pacers and if you're a if you're a follower of this podcast then hey maybe you didn't follow the playoffs after the pacers were eliminated so after one game (laughs) Well, pre-playoffs, I guess. <laughs> the play-in. Not technically playoffs. But, uh, yeah, Bucks won. I'm stoked. I really enjoyed the series. Um, big win for the East, the Eastern Conference, who, I mean, it might have been a little easy this year for both teams to make the finals because of injuries. Yeah, well, the East hadn't won in almost two years. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I was actually, yeah, like the Raptors, Cavs, we've had recent wins, but, you know, the West – Tends to dominate the NBA in a lot Some of ways. Some would say we've had a lot of recent wins. Let me think. So Celtics 08, Cavs 16. Heat twice. Oh, yeah, Heat twice. Toronto, Toronto yeah. So. so, yeah, I mean. And now the Bucks. And now the Bucks, who 
were a big toe away from not making it to this game. <laughs> yep. They were they were Kevin Durant's big toe from uh, letting the Nets roll onto the NBA championship, and the Nets would have won the NBA championship if they made it, surely. Um, but man, you gotta like the way Giannis performed in that crucial game six to keep the like to win game the fourth game they needed to win at home, not have to go back to Phoenix, scoring what fifty points, thirteen rebounds. I mean, five blocks. Yep. He was unbelievable. So. One, I mean, is where's that rank in the greatest performances you've ever seen? Just greatest finals performance. Yeah, I've finals ever seen? performance. Uh, that's pretty high up there. Yeah, I mean, for me, it has to be there. It's really hard to beat that. Yeah, which we'll talk about that in a bit more. But Jeremy, what why, were your thoughts? why wouldn't we talk about it now? Because I wanted to hear your thoughts on the finals. Oh, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good series. Uh, outside of the second half of the first two games and the first five minutes of the last game. Cause that the first five yeah, minutes true. of game six was pretty garbage basketball, which uh FanDuel had a boost. It was the three, what's it called? The three by two, like get yeah. two threes in the first two minutes, uh, two threes. Yeah. So in the first three minutes. Yeah. And it was like four minutes into the game and it was two to two. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I usually take those bets. I'm glad I didn't. It, this it was, time. it was pretty rough watch, but the rest of the game was really good. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I noticed in Game Five, and I didn't see a lot of people talking about it. That on the on the alley oop dunk to seal it, why did Chris Paul foul there? So a a dirty play. First, yeah, first of all, Giannis could have really gotten hurt there. B, Se- yes, just a stupid foul. Secondly, yeah, you you let him get the dunk. You have a timeout, and you're only down three, so you can advance the ball, and yeah. you have a good chance. You have time. You have a good chance to tie. Instead. Giannis, he ends up missing the free throw, but they get the rebound. Yeah, Booker misses so they, Middleton on the box yeah, out. Yeah, so Chris Paul really wrecked this series for him. I don't, I'm don't. i sure you have a lot of Chris Paul thoughts here. Yeah. Breezy. Well, I mean, I thought just from a consistency standpoint, Chris Paul was the best player this series. His game four was really bad. Um, he had, in that game, just that terrible turnover where he just completely lost the ball on a crossover. Yeah. Nobody touching him or reaching for the ball at all um he had the bad foul at the end of game five but like booker had the turnover right before that where he clearly got into no man's land didn't know what he was going to do with the ball which that no that is that is pure scouting by the bucks i saw a video of when booker gets double teamed he takes the ball back to his side like that every time so that's all that's all scouting right there he also hates being double teamed do you remember the pickup basketball game a few years ago where he like quit because he was getting double teamed? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. with Joe Kim Noah there, right? I can't remember, uh, but he started throwing a fit. <laughs> yeah, and Booker had three really good games this series. I mean, he had back to back forties, uh, but Paul was definitely their most consistent. Actually, I have uh, his shooting splits for which I don't didn't end up needing for this segment we're about to do, but. Uh, Chris Paul shot 55% from the floor and 52% from three. Wow. And he was 22, three, and eight. For this. Those are rounded numbers, but... Does that discredit Drew Holiday at all? No, because Drew Holiday clearly made it very hard for him. And Booker. And Booker when he was on him, yeah. Uh, but Holiday, I mean, Chris Paul's biggest game, I think he had like 34 in game one, and Holiday was on Booker that game yeah so but yeah man cp3 
really solid overall series. Had some uh, some bad moments. The I, problem is the bad moments ended up leading to some losses. Yeah, so I mean, typical. not those it's moments entirely, but in CP3 is been plagued by those types yeah. of moments his whole career uh the the down 2-0 thing with him is very unfair i think i mean it's unfair but it's also like just weird that it keeps happening yeah. so much but like one of those was uh one of those was a series he got hurt wait what are right. you talking about just so people know what you're talking about so chris paul has has lost series where he's been up 2-0 four times now in his career the last one i think was 2016 against the Blazers, the last one before this series, obviously, was against the Blazers when he was on the Clippers, and he got hurt in, like, game three or four of that series. Yeah. So you definitely can't count that one. Um, the first one was against the 08 Spurs, which was a fantastic team. Uh, was, you know, borderline title team that year. Uh, and the Hornets took him to seven games, which is, you know, plaudible in and of itself uh i forget what the third one was but but the percentages when you get up 2-0 they're yeah they're pretty huge that you're gonna win and he just keeps losing even even if you take the one away that he got injured in so yeah it's it's just strange that it happens so often for him yeah i mean and he's not been known to perform in the playoffs too i mean he is a smaller guard he takes a lot of beatings throughout the season he tends to break down a lot he played most, I mean, until like he got that break from uh, health and safety protocols this year, but well, he doesn't go to the rim anymore, so he's not really taking that punishment. Yeah. He goes to the rim on less than five percent of his drives, so he's not running into bodies all the time like he used to. Worth mentioning too, Scott Foster refed two of the finals games, right? He did, yeah, two of them, and he lo- Chris Paul lost, yeah, both he's those games, correct? Zero and thirteen, thirteen, and yep. Scott Foster officiated playoff games. Is, do you think there's a direct relation there? Is that just like chance? I think it's just another terrible statistical <laughs> anomaly that Chris Paul is a part of. <laughs> the only reason the only reason I think there may be a little bit of truth to it is because Chris Paul does claim that before a different game uh, game that he was uh, refereeing, he came up to Chris Paul and let him know last time he lost a game seven, he was in charge of that game. So it's it is kind of weird. That's that, terrible. That's a weird thing for a referee to do. If he did it, I don't yeah. know. It's I I want to say believe Chris Paul, but you never know. He could be just trying to look for some justice. Chris Paul's petty. He could he could he be is petty. Could be petty, right there. I don't know. He's the one exception I make to dirty players I like. Okay, Chris Paul's a dirty player. And you know what? I, like him. I was rooting for the Suns this whole playoffs until the finals, and I was watching these games, and I was like, I don't think I can root for Chris Paul anymore. I just I can't stand when he screams at refs so much. Yeah, that's just so commonplace now that yeah, I don't even think about it. Both teams do it the entire game. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I just it's something about Chris Paul. You know like when there's someone who annoys you, anything they do will annoy you. I was about to say it sounds like you already had a bias and you're looking for something. It is. To yeah, and it has to be, right? Because a lot of players do yell at refs, but it also Well, that's not fair. All of them do. Huh? Don't leave out any of them. They all do it. That's what I said. Oh, you did said I say a lot of them. Oh, okay, yeah, a lot. So don't I mean, let any of them off the shoot, hook. man. Even Demonis Sabonis is kind of turning into that a little bit. But yeah, there. I mean, I don't know. Even like the little things Chris Paul does, like when the guy checked into the game one time, didn't have his jersey tucked in, he was like screaming at the ref. He's like, "Hey, that's a technical foul. That's a technical foul." Hey, that was it's hilarious. smart. <laughs> it's smart. It was, it, yeah, I guess so. But man, 
Do you guess so though? You were just saying how much you hated it. I, I, I don't. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. All right. Any I'm other? glad the I'm glad CP3 lost these finals to the Bucks because I wanted the Bucks to win. Well, you're just really changing your take all over the place. No, here. I wanted the Bucks to win. You just said you wanted the Suns to win until the finals started. Until the finals started, yeah, exactly. When they met, I wanted the Bucks to win. That's not a change. What are you talking about? <laughs> you just said when they met. Yeah. You at that point you wanted the Suns to win. No, I was rooting for the story. I loved I love Giannis. Why would I root again? what there's no discussion here. I wanted the Bucks to win. All right. Just rewind about 30 seconds to when yeah, Jack said he wanted the Suns to win. Please rewind. This is going to be one of those weekly things where they mishear me again. <laughs> All right. Any other closing thoughts about the Suns? Not no, the Bucks. Just I'm gonna, the Suns. No, because it's going to be used against me somehow. So, Austin? Uh, I'm, I'm uh, selling on the Suns' long-term prospects. Interesting. Yeah. What about your DeAndre Ayton rookie cards? I haven't sold that yet. Okay. Because it was the same price when I checked two weeks ago as it was when I bought it, I don't oh. know, five months ago. So, which was weird to me. That's pretty good because the market's not doing so well in basketball cards, right? Is it, I don't know. I don't, I don't know look. either. I'm I just can't guessing. keep up with it anymore. I feel like I've heard a few people say stuff like that, but it also seems like the hype isn't there anymore. Maybe not. I don't know. Neither of us are hyped about it anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, Gennaro Pargo card. We, yeah, we might be Par- getting... Cargo card market. <laughs> <laughs> the Gennaro Pargo card market. Boy, say that with a mouthful of marbles ten times fast. Or a mouthful of chicken salad, bean dip, burrito. I could probably do it better that way. <laughs> Is there any chance Chris Paul takes a pay cut so they can sign some free agents? No. No way. Could, I think he could do a, a like a four-year, $20 million each year kind of deal. Don't oh. you think? Longevity, right there. I think he's gonna try to get at least like three for a hundred. There's he just turned thirty six a couple months ago. There's no way they're gonna be able to compete at a high level if this is the same team they're bringing back every year. Because you're gonna you're gonna lose some of these guys when you have to pay Aiton too. That's coming up. So uh, unless he takes a pay cut, I don't think they have a chance to be a real contender moving forward. They'll be in the playoffs, but I don't know if they'll challenge for the finals again. Yeah, I mean there there was a lot of injuries could have been a fluke that they even made it right that's the thing yeah i don't think they would have beat the lakers yeah. i don't but i, don't I mean anthony davis the nuggets i don't they would i don't think they would have beat any of the teams they played actually in the playoffs you don't think they, they would have beat the nuggets no with the healthy murray barton and dozier no yeah but how far of a drop is jamal murray to facundo Campazzo? <laughs> infinite <laughs> there like are a no TJ words McConnell to, to Monte it. Ellis drop uh like prime Monte Ellis no I'm just I'm playing Contra- but yes factoring factoring in contracts TJ McConnell to Monte Ellis drop is that a comparable drop off right know. there I'm so confused now <laughs> what about the Bucks moving forward do they have a chance to repeat for sure absolutely 100% let me rephrase that do you think they will repeat no I would not put my money on them to win it all next year. No, you have to put it on the Nets, right? Uh, I I would say the, the Laker, the the Nets and the Lakers are appropriately listed as the top two favorites right now. Um, it'll be an interesting off season for the Lakers, uh, because I know they're gonna be they're gonna be losing Schroeder, which I guess is maybe not a bad thing. No, that's that's a good thing for them. Yeah. Um, they still have Harrell 
on the books. So I bet they'll. I bet they lose Harrell. Right. I think he's a free agent this year. He at least has an option, which I don't know why he wouldn't no, take. He, he's going to be on the books for like nine million, I think. Oh, geez, that sucks. Nobody's giving Harrell nine million, no. so he's going to pick up that option for yeah. sure. Unreal. Uh, but yeah, I mean, James Harden, you have to s- expect him to come into this season not overweight because of the, you know, because of the possibility to win a championship this year. He's not playing for the Rockets that he doesn't want to be playing for. Again, he yeah. he had multiple layers on. You, no, you he keep doing this. Everyone knows. No, he didn't. He had a, just a bunch of layers on because when he took his warm ups off, he did not look like that his anymore. Face, he, you can James see Harden. it in his face. Yep, you can oh, see it in his face. Oh, he's pudge. It's all pudge. Yeah, he got gumpy this year, man. And then, but he's talking about it at the beginning of the season yep, when the he tried to force his way out. He was wearing stuff under his warm out. He was because he would take his it warm up, out his warm up. He oh, would, was he holding food in his mouth, too, so his face looked bigger? He probably was. Because <laughs> when he took the warm-up off, he no longer looked like that. No, he definitely did. No, he definitely no, did. You're remembering this wrong. I'm it was not. A, it was a whole thing that everyone was like, oh, he's totally doing this to Look, fake out the rock. we can't rewrite history. He came into the season overweight. You rewrite history twice already today. What? With your stupid <laughs> butt stick that you wanted him to win the whole time. I did. I wanted him to win the whole time. All right, I can't deal with you lying. All <laughs> I over did, the place. I did. James Harden is n- is hopefully not. If I mean, look, I, I don't want to say hopefully because I don't want the Nets to win the championship necessarily. But I would guess he'll come into the season in shape. I wouldn't guess that. I think he'll play his way into shape. Okay, which is what he's done every year of his exactly. entire career, except yeah. this year when he came in. in I'm shape. not even going to respond, right, to Jeremy? You anymore. <laughs> all right, let's move on to our our the last thing we have here today. We are going to do a draft. We all love doing drafts. Today's draft is going to be a draft of active NBA champions. So what this means is they can't have lost in the finals. They have to actually have won. And how we're going to do this is once you you take a player, they're off the board, but you have to take a player in a given finals. So say you want to take Chris Middleton. Obviously, you're taking him 2021. If you want to take LeBron, you have to pick one of the years he won. You get his stats from that year. Not It's not a prime draft, so you only get those specific stats. Any questions from you guys? Yeah, do you want to keep track of the picks, or do you want me to keep track of the picks? Well, it would probably be really easy if we all just kept track of our own picks. Oh, okay, that works too. Yeah, I'll do that. As long as you guys keep track of yours. Why, w- I, why would I not? I don't know, because I... I don't know. I just want to make why, sure. Why would I make it? Austin, are you going to keep? Not write it down. Are you going to keep track? Yeah, I'll keep track. Okay, of my sweet. Picks. Then we're good. So, how do you want to pick the order? As we, if I don't know. <laughs> you, you have know the I random have number. A, you know I have a random number generator. Right All right, heck here. yeah, dude. Let's see. Uh, what's a good number? Oh, twenty-three. All right. There was a number twenty-three on the TV, so I won't. Oh. Win All right, here it goes. Pressing in three. I can't do it yet. We Wait, what? Our numbers. Yeah, what? <laughs> Jack, what's your number? One and twenty-three. I'm gonna pick eleven. What's your number, Jeremy? Uh, you're next. What's your number, though? I always go last. Why? Because I like to. Yeah, because it's the. I'll why pick, do I have to go first? I'll pick one. All right, I'll pick twelve. Oh, oh, of course. Here we go. Why would? Why'd you do that to me, huh? You should have picked ten. We could have boxed them in. <laughs> That's true. All right, and generating. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, let's freaking it? go. It's man. 11. Of course it is. <laughs> hey, it's Bless my lucky you. number. Thank you. Remember I I I wore that in college when I scored four goals but now three goals? No. Why would I remember that? <laughs> Wait, what? 
as far as I know, you're making that up. I could show you the NAI D2 stat page. As far as I know, you'll have to Photoshop it, and you won't show me for a week. All right, so, wow, I get the first pick. You get the first pick. We will be snaking. Breezy, you have second pick. What's a snake, Austin? What's a snake draft? Snake draft is where the person who picks last picks first the next round, and then... So you will pick last in the second round, but you'll have the first pick in I the third round. I saw you calling round. for a timeout. What was that? Yeah, I need a timeout to finish my research. Oh, man. Because before the podcast, I shared with you all that uh, I didn't get to finish my research. You did also assure us it would be easy and you would be able to do it. Yes, but while you all were talking, you asked me questions, and I had to eat two burritos. And now I would kind of like a third and fourth burrito. How dare we include you in the podcast that How you're a part of? How dare we no. make you eat burritos, too? Look, here's the thing. I just need a moment to gather my thoughts on the what six, pick is Austin? 16 to 19 finals. Oh, well, you, you have plenty of time because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick this guy and I'll talk about him for like Tell a tale, 10 yeah. to 15 seconds. Is that enough time? <laughs> so uh, this is a tough one because I was trying to think of how jeremy would draft here jeremy i was trying to think of how you would draft here which wait are you saying that because i've destroyed you in every other draft we've ever done never there's no there's no proof that i've lost a draft i don't like this new character you're doing the so i remember a long time ago as a buddy of ours bachelor party we did an nba draft because that's all we do (laughs) (laughs) um and one of your first picks was Dwayne wade it was an all-time nba players draft and I thought that was crazy until I realized there's so many players at a ton of these positions, but there's not a ton of shooting guards. And now at this draft, I was looking through all these guys who are active and their finals performances. It's hard to choose, but I definitely see one position where there's a major drop off and yeah, it's a shooting guard, of course. So I'm kind of leaning towards this. There are great players that I feel like I have to take before the shooting guard, but the drop off so big. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to go ahead and take a shooting guard from 2015. I mean, I won't stop you. I'm going to take Clay Thompson from the Golden State Warriors in 2015 at shooting guard. That's my first pick. All right. What what is the stats from 2015? So 2015 Clay Thompson and he had better shooting stats and uh, the other two championships they won with Kevin Durant. I'm giving this 2015. Uh, I, w- I want to pick 2015 Clay Thompson because he was the second option on this team. And, I mean, they really needed – like, he performed the entire playoffs. But his finals performance, he had 16 points per game, four rebounds, two assists. But, I mean, they they were the Warriors with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, unproven at this point, and beat LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's fair. Yeah, so I, I just feel like his importance that year, how much fun that team uh, was hold too. On. They beat LeBron James. That was it. <laughs> Very true. Uh oh yeah, because Kyrie and Kevin Love were out, right? Yeah. Was was that the year? Mm-hmm. Unreal. Yeah. So uh this this feels like the right Clay Thompson. His his like I said, his three point or his shooting numbers were better. Like his three point percentage was not great in twenty fifteen. I think it was in the thirties. Yeah, I think it was thirty. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I mean, not great. But I just feel like the value he brought to that team to win a championship was far greater than the Kevin Durant years. And I'll I'll give you this. Um, When everyone thinks Clay Thompson, they think, oh, great shooter, amazing scorer. 
his finals performances outside of the last finals they were in against the Raptors um, are actually a lot lower than you expect. In that Raptors series, they lost. He was sh- he shot like fifty eight percent from three and averaged twenty nine points a game. Wow! And then the other ones, it was all around forty forty five percent or in year one thirty percent and then under like seventeen points. So wow! All the rest, all the uh, available Clay Thompson series are right around what you're drafting. So I, so it's fair to pick yeah. And I mean, I'm sure you know this. The drop off at shooting guards insane from Clay Thompson to the next guy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give any names away, but. I feel like I just had to get him quick. All right. Well, Breezy, I hope we filibustered enough for you here. Oh, filibuster. A hot topic it is. in uh, the political sphere right now. But no, you didn't. So can we get a word from our sponsors? Yeah, let's take a quick break. Whoosh sound. And we're back. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to take 2016 LeBron James. No, oh, no, just whoa, jumped whoa, right whoa, into whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yep. We nope. we said you couldn't if you took nope. more than ten minutes you couldn't we draft. We didn't him. shake on it. We didn't spit our hands and shake our hands. I didn't see any spit flying. Jeremy, I'm gonna have to side with Austin on this. If that was the decision you guys made, if it had to be a spit. Yeah, shake. I also vote for side with Austin. So it, it Jeremy, what do you s- vote? I vote for side with Austin. We're all uh, on the winning unanimous. side. <laughs> <laughs> Great unanimous decision. We love this. Uh, yeah, I'm taking LeBron James, 2016. Obviously, y'all remember. 3-1 comeback against the Warriors team that went 73-9. and This was pre-KD, uh, but still an amazing Warriors team. Uh, his splits for the series, super impressive. Th- uh, 30-11-9, that's uh, points, rebounds, assists. Also, 2.6 steals, 2.3 blocks, and 49-37 and 72% shooting splits. Um, his best game in this series, um, obviously best moment was the block he had on Iggy in game seven. Uh, but his get his best game in this series was game six where, uh, that was one of those games that him and Kyrie just completely went off together. Both 40 points, right? Yeah, they blew, or actually that might've been game five. Um, but they just completely blew out the Warriors in this game. Um, LeBron had 41 points, obviously, (laughs) uh, eight rebounds, 11 assists, also had four steals and three blocks. Um, they won by 14. He shot 16 of 27, three of six from three, six of eight at the line. Um, it was just a crazy LeBron game was also plus 26 in the plus minus. So, Hey, I mean, great pick. Yeah. No one over here is doubting you. Nope. Nope. No there's a lot of there's a lot of good small forwards available though, I will say that. So bad pick. Well, a lot of people would say he definitely should have been the first pick. <laughs> that too. <laughs> oh no no. I was saying mine was a bad pick. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm saying it by my pick. All right, well I have back to back picks here, and I'm going to use them to draft some finals teammates here. Both from 2017, I'm taking Steph Curry at point guard and Kevin Durant at power forward. Steph Curry, he had 26.8 points, 9.4 assists, and 8 rebounds per game in that series, shooting almost 40% and adding 2 steals a game. Incredible numbers for a point guard, especially those rebounding numbers. And then we all know how good Durant is all the time. But in this series, specifically over 35 points per game, 8 rebounds a game, 5 assists per 
per game. He shot 47% from three and had 1.6 blocks and was finals MVP that year. So adding a couple teammates, we know they can play together really well. That's going to go a long way on my team. So you guys better watch out. What, what year did you get Kevin Durant? 2017. Oh, wow. He was a power forward. Okay. Nice. So we're so just to be clear, we're drafting them their position that they were listed that season. Right. I didn't mention that uh, at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you did mention that? I did not. Oh, so okay. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. So I actually had uh, Kevin Durant from uh, 2017, but I had him in my small forward ca- uh column because i saw that in 20 when did they also in 2018 I, he was listed as a small forward in 2018 that's interesting yeah which is weird that also makes your first pick that much worse for you you think because <laughs> you said there was so much small forward no depth. there's no but there's now there's so much power forward depth there is a lot more power forward depth than i thought yes because yeah. i the third best power forward i thought would have been an, an okay pick not great but n- now it changes things 100 <laughs> percent. so you had you got steph and Kevin Durant. Steph and Kevin Durant. Great pick. Power forward, Kevin Durant. Austin, are you ready for your second pick? I am, yes. I'm going to take Giannis from this year. Good pick. We don't. I don't think we have to go through the stats and everything. Well, no. you know what? I have the no, stats. Let's, so let's we'll go through it. We did already go through them once today, so you can just give, them, give a light refresh. 35-13, two blocks a game. Uh, his splits were 62-20 and 66 and his best game was game six, where he had 50 points, 14 rebounds, five blocks, which I don't want to get lost in that. He was incredible defensively. Mm-hmm. And 17 of 19 at the line. Insane. They don't Insane. win that game without him. Insane. Hitting all those free throws. Yeah. 100%. And uh, they, what, the Suns committed 21 fouls. A lot of them were on Giannis, which was smart. That is the way, one of the ways that you might be able to slow him down is to affect his free throw percentage. But, I mean, shooting 17 for 19 is insane for him. Yeah. It's for also, really anybody. Yeah. Also, kind of insane, like, in a lot of finals, some guy will have an iconic shot or an iconic play. Uh, Giannis comes out of this with two because he had the eight and block in, what was that, game four. Yep. And then game five, he had the alley-oop dunk mm-hmm. that sealed the game. Yeah. Crazy. Um. My pick, I get two? Yeah, two. Okay, so I'm going to first take Kawhi Leonard 2019 Raptors at small forward. He averaged 29 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 1.2 blocks, and, I mean, was unbelievable in this series. It was his only year on the Raptors, as everyone knows. Yep. Um, and he is my small forward. So now my wing, two of my wing players, I got Klay Thompson and Kawhi Leonard. And you know what? I'm going to draft a point guard now. I'm going to go for 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers' Kyrie Irving, who had 27 points, four rebounds, four assists, and the three-pointer to seal the win. So my starting lineup now, I have Kyrie Irving, Klay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard. All right. That's a good lineup. Work for all you guys? Yeah, it sounds good to me. You guys mad about it? No. You happy about it? Yeah. No. Oh, you're happy? <laughs> thanks, man. I'm happy for your team, too. Hey, okay? thanks, man. <laughs> Austin, are you ready for your uh, third-round pick? Yes. Okay. Are you? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Oh, God. This is tough. We've kind of eliminated all the, like, super-duper stars now. So it is a thing. Uh, for this segment, yes, it <laughs> is. 
I'm going to take last year Anthony Davis. Okay, good pick. Uh, 25, 11, and 3, also two blocks per game in that. Uh, Wait, you already got Giannis. Davis is, will be my center. He was listed as a power forward. He plays center. But he was listed as a power forward. We were very clear about this. I didn't even look at it. It doesn't even show the positions. I know, but we we checked it. We we got it for you. Huh? He was a power forward. I'm sorry, but do you want to draft the center? Yeah. Anthony Davis. How is he not a center? He wasn't listed as center. It's the the rules. It's the parameters of the draft that we're doing. Okay. This makes the draft too hard. It definitely makes it difficult. Yeah. So you're gonna have, sorry you took Giannis already. That's your fault. What's Giannis? He's a power forward. Yeah. All right. These, we we discussed this. <laughs> and they have were, LeBron at small forward. Then yeah. yes. This is in sixteen. This was I believe LeBron's a small forward almost every single year. Yeah, um, which is not true. That's also, not accurate. So again, the team last year, Anthony Davis probably started at center in the finals, but was listed as a power as a power forward the whole season. Um, also, they, Dwight Howard started at center every game anyway. Did he, though? No, I McGee think, started, I or, think. Yeah, I was gonna, one of did them started they, at center. Did they both? Because I'm pretty sure they, they started start, AD at center. They did start most of the time, but, yeah. You're just adding. Know. You're just adding to know. my case here that this is a shame. But, again, and for the past however many years we've been doing this drafts, it's always by position on basketball reference. Basketball and, is a positionless game. We're not. We're not. I don't Sorry, know, dude. I don't you know a, it's the parameters. I don't get a six man. I don't get a six. No, man. you don't no, get no a six, six man. man. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay, I'm gonna take twenty. F- oh God, no! I ch- <laughs> I change my mind. I don't want that player. Okay, who are you gonna take? I don't want any of these players right now. <laughs> I don't want any of these players to be my third player taken. Well, you have to pick somebody. Okay, I will take. Uh, I'm gonna take Drew Holiday from this year because his defense was so good. At what position? Point guard, right? Yes. Okay. Surely good. We got it. Austin has gotten it correct. You guys. Good lord. So now. Drew Holiday has been picked. So who's Austin's team? Austin, who do you got, got now? Drew Holiday, LeBron James, and Giannis. Holiday, this postseason, 17-6-9. He averaged nine assists a game. He was a great distributor of the ball. Also, 2.2 steals a game. The shooting splits are terrible. 36-31 and 92 from the line is really good. Uh, but he had a fantastic game five. Uh they don't win that game without him. Their whole uh, entire big three really showed up in a big way. Um, he had that huge steal against Devin Booker, obviously, uh, that led to the Giannis. Perfect pass to Giannis. Perfect. From from Drew Holiday. From Drew Holiday. Yeah. Um, 27 in that game, also 13 assists and three steals. So That was, that was his career game. Yeah. Yep. And the whole series, again, just we want to re- reiterate how great the defense was. And I'm going to call him the best defensive player in the league. Okay. Interesting. So, Bold, but bold he, take. He didn't have the most steals this season, though, did he? Because I'm pretty sure that makes someone the best defender <laughs> of the league, right? <laughs> oh, so it's steals and not blocks? Well, also blocks. 
So did he lead the league in blocks per game or lead the league in total steals? He did it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Steals per game or total steals? Total, total steals oh, okay. is that is how I judge if someone's the best. Okay, right, okay. blocks per game and total steals. <laughs> yes, two different things. All right. So what we learned doing this draft was that on championship winners in the past years, the players that are still active, once you get past the stars, there's a real drop-off in quality of player and how much these guys play. Well, a lot of that has to do with a lot, like most of these guys, LeBron's been in the finals almost every year. Yep. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, these guys have all been in the finals. Repeat. It's not like yeah. new teams every year. So, But I say that to preface my next two picks. Okay, so you're defending yourself before... Well, we all know the caliber of player that's left. Well, I, what what position do you have left? Hang on. I ha- The positions I have left are shooting guard, center, and small forward. Okay. I don't need to take a small forward because you both have already had one. Right. So I'm going to take a shooting guard and a center here, which, as you stated at the beginning, probably the two weakest positions in this draft. Not probably. They definitely, definitely are. are. And center being the weakest. So you took the best shooting guard available. I'm going to take the guy I had second here, and this name is going to blow people away that he is my second best shooting guard available. That is Contavious Caldwell-Pope. That is who I had second as well. From 2020 with the Lakers, 12.8 points per game, 2 assists per game, (laughs) 2.8 rebounds per game, only 30% from three. I don't love this pick at all, but he's the best available shooting guard, (laughs) so I'm going to take him with the first pick I have. And then starting off the... Wait, can we break uh, down your KCP pick a little bit? Yeah. I will rebut that he is the best shooting guard available when there, I take my shooting guard later. All right. I had him as my next best. He's also interchangeable with two others, I would have to say. <laughs> that That's, that's what, probably fair. Yes, um, especially since Fred Van Vliet was listed as a point guard in 2019, unfortunately. Wait, what? That can't be possible. Why are you still surprised by this? Why are you because not? Kyle Lowry was the point guard <laughs> and Fred Van Vliet was the shooting guard. He was the two guard. He played point guard when Lowry was out. Okay, but like He's he was guard. the two guard when and in crunch time, like again, that's ridiculous. You need to All stop right. being surprised by this because we've been doing it this way for literally years. Okay, so but it's ridiculous that literally he years. is only listed as a. So point that's guard. who you had as the next best shooting guard. I would have taken him over KCP. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course, well, clearly, yeah. KCP was the third best player. So it doesn't say point guard and shooting guard. No, it just says point guard. Just point guard. Sorry. All right. Basketball reference is a sham. Find a new website for stats, folks. I don't understand how you're so shocked by this. We've been using this website to do this forever. Yeah, but I don't research the positions players or guys are listed at. All right. Anyway. They got guys on there this year with like four positions. Anyway, to start off the fourth (laughs) round here. I'm going to take Wait, my- can I break down KCP a little bit? If you need to. Do you really need to? Well, I guess I don't anymore. It's, it's lost what all a, the luster at this what point. Else, what else was there to say? I just wanted to say he was the third best player on that championship team, potentially. I thought Alex Caruso was really good, but KCP was super important to that team all season. A really good defender, and I think that's a great pick. That's all I wanted to say. All right, hey, and thanks, I'm man. happy about your team as well. I hope you're still happy. I'm going to take a guy, another guy from this Bucks team from this year. I'm taking Brooke Lopez as my center. He had 11.5 points per game, a whole .2 assists per game, and five rebounds per game. Not stellar stats by any stretch of the imagination. Well, what was the th- his three-point percentage, Jeremy? I, don't, I didn't put it down because <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Yeah, because it's bad. It was bad. <laughs> it's bad. But he's the best center available. Is he? That's He is, is on my books. Okay, Who'd okay. you take? Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez? Okay. 
So there you go. That starts off round four. I'll name off my team. I have Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Do you have a Love center it. yet, Jack? I don't have a center. I don't have a power forward. Okay, I'm going to take Mark Gasol, 2019. Dang it. Okay, see, that's Raptors. who I thought was the yeah, best one available. That's what I would have picked too, yeah. it's They're interchangeable because Mark Gasol didn't shoot great from three either that game. He did not, that's and serious. he averaged less points too. I have Gas- – oh, what did Gasol but his, average? But his Seven. defensive impact is not really measured in this. Gasol was still pretty dang good uh, this year. I mean, he was just kind of a shell of hims- himself uh, really the last two years actually. But – uh, Gasol in this series against the Warriors in 19, 12 points a game, seven rebounds, three assists, uh, shot 45% from the floor, only 32% from three, but also was uh, 93% from the line. He was 24 of 26 for the series. Um, great champagne shower on himself during the Raptors <laughs> parade. I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, always love seeing some of the guys and, and how they party on the floats. You can see that some of them clearly catching a nice buzz. P.J. Tucker, an all-timer now at this point. Oh, the P.J. Tucker interview, if you guys haven't seen it yet, uh, was absolutely incredible. Uh, in this series, Mark Gasol, game one, actually had 20 points and seven rebounds. A couple steals in there as well. He also fouled out, which we love means you're working real hard we love that we love fouling out six to six of the foul line so great game and the and the raptors won game one of that series so. yeah and you know what i love when our draft pick analysis i love when the longest one is mark gasol related so thanks for that austin <laughs> you're welcome we're here for it um i wrote his stats down wrong clearly because i thought he averaged 12 points per game that's he what did. i said oh what did brooke lopez average 11 and a half oh so, yeah. Yeah. He averaged more. Right. That's oh, what I said. I thought you said he averaged seven. I thought you were saying Brooke Lopez averaged more. That's what I thought you said, too. No, I'm doing Jack's thing where I rewrite history. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, I'm going to draft a power forward next for my fourth pick, and then I'm going to get a center at fifth just because I want to add some respect to the power forward I'm going to draft next because these centers are bad. And I'm actually going to read from 2021 to 2014 this, the uh, most points per game centers. All right. That there were, or most minutes, I think, is yeah. what it was. Because I think there's one year where Timofey Mozgov had more points than the Cavs guy, but this other one had more minutes. Um, so I'm going to take a power forward first. You guys have already gotten, <clears throat> excuse me, Giannis and Anthony Davis and... What? Wait. Anthony Davis is still on the board. Oh, well, why did I cross him? Oh, because you were going to draft him. Yeah. Giannis and Kevin Durant. So I'm going to take Anthony Davis then because I wasn't going to draft him until I just said that. Great. Yeah, I was wondering why you said you needed to explain your pick. I was like, I don't – Anthony Davis? That's the clear next guy. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Anthony Davis, 2020 Los Angeles Lakers, and I think this pretty much solidifies me as the best team from this draft. Let me, let me go ahead and write this down real quick. The other two power – or did you guys have any other power forwards left on the board? I had written down Siakam and They're really good. Yeah, Draymond had some really good series. Series is. But you could take Haslam. <laughs> you could take Haslam. Those, those guys aren't cracking the top three here. Right, so I had Draymond Green 2015 Warriors. I gave all the other Warriors besides Durant 2015 because they didn't have Durant. Um, and then 2019, Pascal Siakam. Those were the other two I had just like you. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I got Anthony Davis at power forward. And at center, I'm just going to go down the list, and I'm, I think I'm just going to decide on the fly because 
once you get past Brooke Lopez and Marcus Saul, which is crazy to say, there's not a lot of talent left. So nope. 2021, Brooke Lopez. 2020, Dwight Howard on the Lakers. Had three points, three rebounds, one assist. Oh, I know who you should definitely pick. Uh, 2019, Raptors had Marcus Saul. 12 points, seven rebounds, three assists. 2018, Warriors had JaVale McGee. Eight points, two rebounds, 1.3 blocks. 2017, Warriors, David West. Four points, two rebounds, 0.6 blocks. Which I think I've made my decision. They also had McGee that year, right? Uh, I don't know. 2016 Cavs had Channing Fry, 0.5 points, one rebound, 0.5 blocks. Most minutes per game for a center for the Cavs that year. Timothy Mozgov had more points and rebounds. 2015 Warriors, here's a name. Festus Azili. You Wait, guys remember him? Hold on. Tristan Thompson didn't. He was a power forward. God bless. When has <laughs> Tristan Thompson been a power forward? I was I was so surprised when and I saw that too. he's on a team with Timothy Mozgov. Yeah, I guess they so. They didn't play together. Timothy Mozgov didn't even play no, that he, whole series, he did, did he? Well, he played that season, so I guess. Once again, I'm sounding like a broken record, but I you need to stop being surprised <laughs> by this. No, we, I mean, no, it is it's fair not to surprising be surprised. anymore that basketball reference lists these players improperly, but it's just egregious. It's like my it's like McConnell making ten million dollars if he does. <laughs> no, I will not be surprised, but it's still ridiculous. So uh twenty fifteen Warriors Festus is four points, four rebounds, point six blocks, and then twenty fourteen Spurs. This was actually the only guy that's still active, Aaron Baines, two points, one rebound. <laughs> so Wait, he's not even he's not even active NBA. He's in the Australian league, right? Oh no, he played for the Raptors this year. Did he? Yeah. I, I thought he left. He was he but like started. I thought a he lot. was Raptors this year, but I I don't no, know. No, he was he was on the Raptors this year. The okay. Tampa Raptors. So after reading this list, I said I think I have my pick, which was David West. I'm I can't because he's not active. I forgot. David West, Channing Fry, Festus Azili, and potentially Aaron Baines are all inactive. I wouldn't have picked Aaron Baines anyways. Yeah. I wouldn't have either. So that leaves me to uh to either choose between Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee. And you know what, man? Just because I don't want JaVale McGee on this team, I'm going Dwight Howard. How can you say just because I don't want JaVale McGee I just, when the I other love, option is Dwight Howard? I know. <laughs> that it's t- it's a tough choice. Do you not like JaVale McGee? I I don't know. I don't know if How I like either like of them. Austin, I don't know what you what you want me to say. I'm I have to pick one of them. I'm going to go ahead and pick Dwight Howard and leave JaVale that McGee on the board. That is the better basketball pick. I'm just flabbergasted that you don't like JaVale McGee. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I don't know if I like Dwight Howard either. So, oh, I, th- I can tell you I know I'm not a fan of okay. Dwight Howard. So uh, that is the end of my draft. You guys still have your fifth and final pick. Austin, you're up. Well, hang on. Read oh. off your team real quick. So my team, I have Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard. It's okay. <laughs> Okay. No, it's great is what it is. What is Andre Iguodala? Small forward. Small forward. He's a small forward. Okay. Uh, Then I'm going to take – this is my shooting guard. I have to get a shooting guard. Yeah. Is Danny Green a shooting guard in 2014? Yes, he is. He is. Okay, then I'll take 2014 Danny Green. Uh, He averaged nine points a game, two rebounds, and assists. Two steals, though. Danny Green – don't forget, was an amazing defender back in his day. Oh, yeah. Um, and his shooting splits were 53, 45, and 75. So he shot amazing. Uh, if you'll remember, the year before that was when he 
had I think this record has since been broken, but he set the record for most made threes right. in a final in a series finals. when they lost to the Heat. Um so he had I think that record's been broken I, I'm by I'm guessing Steph broke it or Clay. Probably Steph, because I don't think Clay's stats have been great for threes. It may have been Durant, honestly, but or Kyrie. Oh yeah, I guess Steph hasn't been great in the finals either. He was Steph the was one, really the good. Year you got him, Jeremy. The seventeen and eighteen finals, he was really good. It's just that Durant was there. Um, That's right. Yeah, because he had twenty eight per game in what year? Uh, and he wasn't twenty eighteen, I guess. Bad in fifteen. It's just that Iggy. I feel like Iggy deserved that. No, I think Steph still deserved it. In fifteen, like, I feel like you just get. This is where we disagree because we've talked about this before. I just feel like you need to give it to your best player, not the guy who just had the best final series. But that's what that's what it is though. It's the finals MVP. I don't I just I feel like Steph carried that team all year and had a really I mean he had okay, a good Okay, but you can't count the rest it's not, of the you year. Can't it's separate, called the finals it's, MVP. Finals. Yeah, but their stats aren't very they're, different they're in that series. They're literally asking huh? you to separate it. They I mean they're not that different that Steph averaged more points per game that series. Right, but it was more for Iggy's defense. But also he was their second leading scorer of that series. He was 16-6-4. 40 We'll ignore his 36% from the free throw line in that series. <laughs> but he was, I mean, he oh, was 50, amazing. He was a 50-40-30 guy. Yeah. <laughs> a ra- a, absolutely a rare club. He might be the only person in that if he did it for a full season. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of 50-40-30 guys. Yeah. You want to read off your team? Yes. Uh, I have a point guard... Drew Holiday, obviously from this year at shooting guard, I have 2014 Danny Green at small forward. I have 2016 LeBron James power forward 2021. Obviously this year Giannis and Marc Gasol from 2019 at center. Pretty I, good team right there. I like this squad. All right, I'm gonna I go to war with this squad. <laughs> I'm gonna round out my team by picking my shooting guard. He's the best guy left on my list. Uh, that is this year's Chris Middleton. Wait, small forward. Was he really? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way. Yeah, Pat Connington is who you're thinking for shooting. Oh, wait, I do need a small forward. That's right. Yeah, because you got KCP. You got KCP. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So okay. he is my small forward. I was like, I don't. I, I was sure I had it right. I'm glad I, I'm glad I did. Yeah. 24 points, five assists, six rebounds, 35% from three, one and a half steals per game. Uh, they're second best player throughout the series. And they're closer. And... Yeah. Had 40 points in game four. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, Incredible. So needed that with the game Devin Booker was having. Hit they the, needed Middleton to have that game. Hit the sealer in game six. Can't ex- express enough how happy I am to get a guy with those stats after some of the players that have just been taken. Yeah. It feels yeah. really good. Well, it shows you how great small forward is, too, the past few years. Well, also, you guys just picked both years real early. So I didn't yeah, I didn't want to think true, about that true. much. So. So the last round, what were the last round picks? It was Dwight Howard. What, who'd you just get? The Dwight last? Howard and Danny Green. Dwight Howard, Danny, Danny Green, and Danny then Chris Green. Middleton. <laughs> yeah. So that rounds out my team. I have Steph Curry, Chris Middleton, Kevin Durant, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Brooke Lopez. Okay, you left those two for the end for a reason. Not a bad team. No, not at all. I, I, I'm not being biased. I think this is a well-educated decision. I definitely have the best team, and it's not close. Well, I was about to say, I've never known you to not be biased (laughs) (laughs) you're one of the most biased people i know so i mean you have to be a little biased as a pacers fan you know 
A do little you, bit. Sometimes you? some of us get, go a little too far with our biases, but hey, it's just it's part of being a Pacers fan. You need bias training. <laughs> so there you go. What I definitely learned not a lot of great active NBA champions yeah. around. Tough. It um maybe in the future we can do like players in their prime. So Dwight Howard might go earlier. I don't know. We'll, we'll maybe. Nothing like doing the same draft twice. <laughs> just slightly different, you know? <laughs> But a uh, couple players not picked um, this season. DJ Augustine gets a ring. W- wasn't currently on the Bucks. Yeah, he didn't have stats. <laughs> if real players that weren't picked, Kyle Lowry, Fred VanVleet, we'd mentioned those guys before. Rajon Rondo. Yeah, Rondo. Andre Iguodala, we mentioned him. And I, th- I think we mentioned all these guys, Siakam and Dr- Draymond. Uh, I didn't have anybody else here. Jack, did you have any others? Uh, J.R. Smith, 2016 Cavs. I mm. thought he could have been picked. 11 points, three rebounds, two assists. You can throw Shumpert out there, too. He had Shumpert. He kind of had a series, I guess. Did he? <laughs> um, also wanted to mention Justin Holiday from the 2015 Cav- er, Warriors was not picked. Would have been a great pick, 10 minutes per game. I do have to say I'm really surprised he didn't pick O.G. Ananobi. Hold on, hold on. I didn't even think about O.G. Ananobi. Ten, O.G. Wait, was available. 10 minutes per game, Justin Holiday. Didn't he have 10 minutes per game? Did he play one game, ten minutes? I think oh. he played in two games. Okay, I don't know. I I, I didn't look up his stats. It just I, I just feel remembered. like the ten minutes per game isn't correct. Then. Maybe <laughs> maybe 10 it was total. more. You might be right. It might have been more. I don't know. <laughs> it, wait, no, what? <laughs> wait a second. You just said he played ten minutes a game, and then said you didn't look up his stats. I I looked it up a long time ago, and it said ten minutes. The only thing is, it could have been for the entire season instead, and not the finals. So yeah, right. Was someone someone's Someone correct me. Hey, it could be yeah, more than here. Two. Okay, I'm could here. I'm here right it's now. It's probably zero, isn't it? Uh, he played 59 games that season, okay. averaged 11 minutes per game. Okay, 11. That's not 10, though. It, you're right. It's not 10. It's it's better, but let's let's go to the So you were correct. To, you were right in correcting me. It was more than 10, like he you had played, thought. He played two minutes and eight seconds <laughs> in game four of that series. Okay, and? That's and it. That's it. <laughs> it was it was a big win for the Warriors. Yeah. Hey, uh, NBA champ. Where were champ. you, June eleventh, twenty fifteen? We know where you were, Austin. Um, and did we miss anyone else? Are there any other Pacers who were missing here? <gasps> Justin Holiday got a trillion that game. Oh wow! He got a two minute eight second trillion NBA Finals two trillion. trillion. Wow. Yeah, that's Someone, awesome. One of us should have drafted him just for that. Yeah. That's well, impressive. that's that seems like an Austin draft pick if it's a trillion. <laughs> Let alone a two trillion. Yeah, but um, that's that's all we have, correct? That's it. Hey, uh, Pacers champs, one year from now. As far as I know, yeah. Aaron Holiday needs his. Yeah, Aaron Holiday needs his. I love it, man. Let's go. Ron Artest believes he does. <laughs> future Pacers coach Ron Artest. <laughs> I doubt it. Hey, also, yeah, whoever got Drew Holiday, future Pacer Drew Holiday, great pick there. That automatically wins the draft, as far as I'm concerned. But thanks for listening. Hey, guys, thanks for playing along. That was that was a ton of fun. Who got Drew Holiday? Breezy did. Breezy wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any other closing thoughts, guys? Nope. You guys aren't scoring on my team. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Please follow us on Instagram at all.pacers and Twitter, all underscore pacers, and we'll see you all next week. Peace out. Pizza. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Before we end the podcast, I have to say something. That stat of the day today, I made it up. It was, a f- it was a fake guy. Who? Who was the stat? John something. <laughs> no way. I made him up. You sat there for <laughs> so long. Yeah.
and didn't even look anything up? I planned this the whole time. I, I planned ahead of time. I was just going to make up a stat. I was going to make up a guy. Yeah. Wow. That's an all-timer right there. All-time stat of the day. Mm-hmm. Fooled y'all. Maybe, you, a, maybe a last-time stat of the day. You got us. I don't even remember who it was. I think I wasn't really even listening. It's, maybe we should listen to you. Is that what yeah. you're trying to, is that what you're is trying to get us to do? <laughs> hey, this is no. the lesson. I was listening. I was trying to move it along because, as always, it got off the rails multiple times. Oh, you know what? I was listening. I was distracting Austin. You're right. I don't remember the name, though. I don't know if I listened to the actual John stat. McManus. <laughs> That's right. Something like that, yeah. That was exactly it. We knew that wasn't a pacer. Well, I said it was from 72, so it could have been like anybody. No, we knew. We, no, we've we never heard that name. He picked a year. And a guy to have a career high, and then it's like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, we just left. Where'd you be? <laughs> what? Yeah, I made it all up. Amazing, dude. I'm. But it'd be cool if we look back on March third, nineteen seventy-two, and they actually did play the Nets. And if John McManus was. <laughs> well, he's not. A, he's not real NBA player. But because, what if he is? Well, I was on Basketball Reference, and I. Like didn't he? His name didn't come. Oh, so you that made sure that he wasn't real. I got you. Yeah. Hang on. So you went to Basketball Reference. <laughs> yeah. To check if I a told you player. I planned ahead of time. It was decided like, ahead of time. Two weeks ago, I was like, the next time we do a stat of the day, I should make something up. Well, you did it. I love it, dude. That hey, great one, man. You got us. You should have seen Jeremy's face, dude. I was in on it probably too. So like, you should, have, man. We got Jeremy. <laughs> we we got Jeremy so good, man. <laughs> The dentist. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was my idea. Yeah. That, that was my idea, right? All right. Let's get out of here. See you later. Toodaloo. Are you kidding me? Sabonis brought it to him.